Hi, this is Katie, and thank you for joining me on the My Senses My Space podcast. And today I wanted to talk about your sense of time. And this is really an interesting one. <laughs> so um, it's that chronological feeling within your body that chronos, I'm trying to think of like the right word for that. But we can measure our time through body without like looking at clocks. So how do we sense it? We can sense it through our eyes, through seeing sunlight at certain parts of the day. We can sense it through our ears of hearing certain sounds throughout the day. So if we're hearing birds in the morning, if we're hearing a coffee grinder or machine going off, if we're hearing buses going by in our neighborhood, if we're hearing a lot of cars leaving, going to work, if we're hearing kids coming home from school, or we could be hearing like the noise of a passing train that goes by in the evening or a ferry um, that is leaving the port um, in the evening. Sometimes in my area, I can hear the ferries a little bit more in the evening um, because it, the, it travels a little faster the noise does. It, it can be overheard over the humdrum of everything else. We can also feel it in the temperature changes. Um, we can feel like it's a cool morning into like a warmer afternoon and then cooling down again in the, the evening. Um, and maybe it's through taste where we actually are tasting coffee in the morning. We're tasting toothpaste in the morning. Um, that can be definite indication of like, I'm starting out my day or we're also tasting it in the evening when we're going to bed. Um, we can have like a certain thing that we always have at lunchtime. And so when we have that taste, we know that it's the middle of the day or we're having a mint or something because it's before a certain activity or after, or with that little taste of like something sweet after dinner. So we're using all of these senses to kind of track time in, throughout the day, but we can also use our sense of time to track the seasons. So when we are experiencing spring, we can hear more birds. We can hear um, if there's more changes in the weather that could be more wind at the time, also kind of in the fall. Sometimes there, there seems to be that kind of transition from winter into summer. There's this transition in the middle of like a spring uh, that has this morph movement of, of weather. We can also see that certain flowers are blooming. So especially from spring into fall, there can be these certain flowers are blooming at certain times. So we have like lilacs at a very certain time, tulips. And then we have like, we're coming up to personally, uh, the Kirkosmias are about to bloom. Um, those are those bright red on a big long stalk. We have a lot of lilies in bloom right now in the Northern hemisphere. And then as we get to fall, we have other flowers that come out and also then pumpkins <laughs> later on too. So we are observing these, this passage of time through, throughout what is growing in our neighborhoods and out on farms and just out in nature in general. And 
all of these like happen without a clock, right? A clock is was made by humans to go, okay, we have, you know, we can coordinate times of things. And I think it was because of the railway. <laughs> Let me know what I got to Google that afterwards. But it was more about syncing time up so that we could talk about time over a broad distance and saying, well, this is that time for you. And this is that time for me. How do we sync that up and just not say everything's happening in the afternoon? And it could be a several hour time difference. Uh, and some people prefer not to wear a clock or a watch on them or see a clock in their space because it makes them too nervous. Like sometimes when we're watching down to the minute, it can make us very anxious. We could be taking a test. We can be coming up on a deadline for a client. We could be saying that we're going to meet someone at a certain time. And that could be like, oh, I really need to get there. Um, and then there's those times where it's the opposite of that, where we have this state of flow. And that's really when our brain is getting into a, a, an activity at the time. It could be painting, it could be reading, it could be playing video games, it could be um, creating, writing, anything like that, where you are fully immersed into that activity but the sense of time is like gone. Our brains actually subtract that. So we don't have a distraction and we're just invested in that to get through it. And sometimes we're interrupted during that time, right? But a lot of times it's this really special feeling time that we're, we're in that state of flow. Um, oftentimes my son, uh, who's autistic, who just really gets into that state with multiple things. It is very hard for him to understand the passage of time. And so we have to mark that with many things in his life, whether it be a little alarms here and there, whether, and it really helped with school. If the whole class was doing one thing, um, it would help to see that, oh, all the people around me are doing the same thing. All the people online for online school are going to the next thing. They're going to PE or they're doing math next. Um, but also when that's done in the afternoons and evenings, how does he tell, like he gets so absorbed into reading a book, he has to, you have to kind of like help transition him out of that to experience dinner. And he'll be so into a book and they'll be like, okay, it's time to sit down and eat dinner. And his brain actually has to do like um, cartwheels just to get over and understand that it's eating time now. And for a lot of um, neurodivergent folks, it's like this. It's very hard to transition from one to another through that passage of time going, okay, I've spent enough time on this and now I'm going to go to another thing. And certain tools will help people experience time better. So whether or not the clock itself has, um, I'm trying to think the, well, there's Roman numerals and I'm trying to think what regular quote regular, <laughs> um, digits would be. So just, you know, like regular <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, or there's Roman numerals. So it's not coming to mind what, how you call each one of those. Again, another thing to Google for myself, but 
you know, on the clock, like which one of those is on the clock. Um, my son would have a horrible time with Roman numerals. And there is a lot of people who do not want Roman numerals on their clocks because it doesn't help them. It just, they look at those shapes and they don't actually, it doesn't register what that number is. So when they see the time, they're just like, I don't know. I, I can't read that. I'm not sure. And it's not about intelligence at all, right? It's, it's um, about what works best for their brain to understand what time it is so they can function through life. Uh, it could be a digital clock or an analog clock, like which one actually helps for some people a digital clock can be super helpful because they don't have to read the hands and they know exactly what time it is. Um, for other people that would be too anxiety driven to know to the exact minute. It's like, no, I just kind of want to know about what time it is and I need, you know, more of an analog clock and you can pick that on your computer, right? <laughs> At least on the Mac, you can go actually prefer, like I have a little analog clock in the top, right? And it can help when you're working to kind of know approximately what time it is instead of like down to the very minute. Again, that's all personal preference. It doesn't, there's no right way or wrong way. There are a lot of people using one way over the other, but it's about keeping your mind's mind open to other people who may have different preferences and, and using tools that better work for them. It could be that you set a bunch of reminders on your phone and you want those reminders to keep you going throughout the day. And so it's like, okay, it's time to brush my teeth. Okay, it's time to do this next. And for other people, that would be really frustrating. But again, like keeping those options open and going, some people prefer one and some people prefer the other and trying them out, just thinking like, okay, well, I don't like a bunch of reminders going off, but do I like kind of guess it and guess second guess it, I guess, <laughs> and try having a couple reminders in the morning. If something's not working for you, if you're going through your routines, if you're needing to know when dinner time is, um, a lot of ADHD folks will like forget to eat. <laughs> a lot of neurodivergent folks will forget to eat. And if you just need the tiniest little ding to go, oh, okay, let me, let me drink some water. Let me just grab a quick snack because their internal senses of being thirsty or eating don't register. And when they finally do register. It's usually because they're overly thirsty and overly hungry. And sometimes that can lead to being very cranky or angry about things, hangry. So think about like, okay, maybe I want more structure to, to mark these times throughout the day. So I'm feeling what time it is, or maybe I want less structure because I need to ease the anxiety a little bit of feeling like every little thing is being tracked. So that's kind of the first step. If you're feeling like your sense of time is a little off, think about like, well, what would a tiny little bit more structure feel like? And that would just be maybe just one more reminder a day, one more and pick out the best sound that like makes you happy when you hear it. And not like, oh my gosh, I don't, I'm being interrupted and I can't stand that right now. 
make it a really happy sound. Um, and if there's too many reminders going on, if you're thinking like, well, I'm just being bombarded by all of these things, think about going in and turning a lot of those notifications off and seeing if you are missing any deadlines, if you're missing any important events throughout your day, seeing if that might give you a little bit more breathing space. So I hope that gives you a little sense of how you can kind of look at time a little differently and how you can manage. And I'm not talking about being more productive. <laughs> I'm talking about just feeling better about how time passes every single day. So thank you for joining me. And if you really like this podcast, um, I would love if you could give it a star on five stars on, um, or whatever you think is appropriate on uh, iTunes or Spotify. I believe those are the only two locations that you can actually rate. Um, I, I'm not on the other platforms as much, so let me know if there's ones on other ones. I would appreciate any kind of review. Um, and until next time, thank you for joining me on the My Senses MySpace podcast. <laughs>